Welcome to the Grow Your Business for Good show. This is a place where coaches and consultants gather so you can learn how to lead a world-class business that does not tax your time, your energy, or your financial resources. We are your hosts, M. Shannon Hernandez. And Amy Hager of the Joyful Business Revolution. And our number one goal is to bring you clarity and insight on how to grow your business for good. Before we jump into today's episode, we want to invite you to join us in the Content Personality Club. In this club, we help coaches and consultants attract your perfect fit clients. Here's what we know. When you tweak and enhance your messaging, or maybe even overhaul it, your business is going to get a whole lot better. If you are experiencing any of these specific problems in your business, we want to help you. Number one, you publish content via email or social media, but it doesn't consistently convert to new clients, nor does it have the fire, flair, and feel you desire. Number two, if you're spending lots of time launching and reworking your offer, but you don't have the number of clients you think you should based on all of your hard work, Or number three, you have spent money on ads and or copywriters in the past, but none of it worked like they said it would. Then we've got great news for you. Join us in the club where you'll learn how to leverage your content personality to create magnetic messaging. Because when your messaging is working, it does 90% of the heavy lifting for you. Visit www.contentpersonalityclub.com to join now. Hello, in today's episode, we are diving into the sixth and final type of content in your messaging ecosystem. Remember, we've gone through all five types. This is our final one, number six. And when all of your messaging uh, types are working for you, they do the heavy lifting of marketing and selling for you as a coach or a consultant. Today, we're going to dive in and we're going to talk about connection content. This is the type of content that truly creates an emotional connection with your community. And I think it's one of the most fun types of content to create personally. This is like my happy zone <laughs> of content creation. But here's the thing, you must be willing to get super vulnerable and super visible for your connection content to work. (sighs) So I'm going to start you off being the queen of questions here. Are you willing to be super vulnerable with your community? Are you willing to tell stories of past failures, the hard shit about your life and your business, and also share about your deep desires and aspirations? This is the stuff that life is made of. And there's a reason that stories in this style of humans of New York is so popular. If any of you have read these connection content is what we call story marketing in this brand and is truly one of Shannon's greatest gifts to give to this industry and our clients. And so Shannon, can you take us back before we really dive into this to the story of when you realize story marketing? had the ability to really transform our clients' business? Yes, and I just want to back up for a minute. So if you are not familiar with Humans of New York, just do yourself a favor and go to their Facebook page. Google Literally it. type in Humans of New York. Um, they are like human interest stories that are so 
um, popular and so well received, and they even are publishing them in a series of content now. So it used to be one big long story, right? And now it's like post one of 18. Oh, post they break it up. Yeah, totally breaking it up. And people come back to that. They're coming back to read like the sequence of what's happening and it's like a to be continued so they're doing it right over there um so anyway amy's question is a great one i'm going to take you all back to the story of when i realized story marketing really had the ability to transform not only this brand but also the the lives and of our clients um and so really, if we go all the way back 10 years to when I was writing for Huffington Post um, and I owned a stationary business, some of you may not even know this, the business was called Sage and Time Designs and um, people were you know, early on, as most of us do, we said, we're in business. This is what I offer. Who wants some? <laughs> Basically, that's like the short of it. Mm -hmm. And I was creating handcrafted stationery um, in my Brooklyn apartment. And I would then uh, call my friend. Judy was my first client. She was my friend. And she said, oh my gosh, these are so cute. Can you make me some for a bachelorette party? I need 10. And so I would make her some handcrafted stationery. Then I got really smart and I said, I wonder if people would want to know the story behind how these designs came to be. Mm. And so I take some photos of the stationery. I post them on my blog and I tell the story behind the design. What did the client want? What were they looking for? Um, why did they pick, you know, pink and black and white for their sexy uh, invitations to a bachelorette party? Why did I choose to use tulle for the little skirt on the girl for the bachelorette party, right? Like just super fun and, and applying a lot of meaning to what people wanted when they told me from their head and then the final product. And lo and behold, Amy, guess what happened when I started telling story? More people found you. More people found me. We were publishing on the blog and they were calling. And before I knew it, y'all, we had a big problem, a slave <laughs> shop in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember. know if you keep openly admitting this on the airwaves yet. <laughs> I'm totally admitting it. And, and thank goodness my <laughs> lovely spouse was actually the one who brought it up. And she said, uh, so I, would, I was a teacher at the time. I'd go teach in Spanish Harlem. All day, I'd get on the train. I'd go all the way to last stop in Brooklyn. That's an hour and a half, y'all, in case you don't know. And I would teach graduate school at night. I was a professor at Brooklyn College. And I would walk in the door at 9.30. And I would literally stand at the island in the kitchen so I would not fall asleep doing these orders that were coming in from all over the world. And Maria literally looked up at me one day. And she said, you realize you are a slave in your own sweatshop. Wow. And I was like, she ain't wrong. She ain't wrong. <laughs> and that's I, I was like, well, um, this is not a sustainable business model. This is I, not joyful. This is not joyful. I'm tired. There's not a lot of money left over. I mean, y'all, when you got to tie 400 ribbons, this was the order that did the end. 400 ribbons on a five layer wedding program that you hand out in the church, custom made. Wow. Okay, that's 2,000 pieces of paper that had to be printed, cut, stacked, hole punched, ribbon tied. <laughs> 
wow, that process is ingrained in your brain. <laughs> oh, ingrained. So I have not created stationery since then, by the way. Well, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Whoa. So anyway, um, I learned about the power of story here. Yeah. Right? And so I quickly pivoted out of that and I started teaching then, which is where Amy met me, how mm -hmm. to tell better stories in your blog and your newsletters. And I was content copywriting, right? And so what I realized through all of this is that story sells if it's done right. We actually run a, a class sometimes called Crafting Stories That Sell. Um, and there's a specific process and we're going to get into that. But really when I when I stepped away and started teaching the methodology um, as part of our signature method, I was asked to speak at an event in Denver. And I, I had 60 minutes and it was a big ask, but I was committed to doing it. There was a room of about probably 60, 75 people. And I got up on stage and I taught the method in 60 minutes. And at minute 52, people were posting their brief little story with a photo from their phone and orders were coming in from their online community. And I was like, well, holy shit balls. <laughs> that worked. <laughs> that works. That works for 60 people. I don't even know what the hell they're selling out there in the world. Right. But it was so fun and it was um, really validating to see. So that's really the story in a nutshell of, of how this came to be. Mm. And so one of the most brilliant things that I love about our process and how we teach story marketing is we tell people to pull out their phone. And sometimes this also makes me super nervous, but for those of you who are on video with us, I have my phone in my hand. If you're listening on our audio, pull out your phone, close your eyes and just pick a picture. And then you get to tell a story about this. And people think we're nuts. They do. They really Especially do. when they choose a nude picture. <laughs> <laughs> Make them tell the story. Like there's a reason that right? photo is there. And so Shannon, will you dive in a little bit about how this methodology came about? Yeah. So here's the thing, everyone. If you blog, if you write newsletters, if you're trying to find images, you know that stock images don't capture the essence most of the time of what we're trying to do. Even regular old beautiful brand photos that our photographers take, they often have a very specific purpose. And so I was getting really frustrated trying to search for photos to go with the stories I wanted to tell. And I realized, um, well, why don't I just use my phone? Like there's millions of dollars worth of photos and content sitting in your phone, y'all, right? And so that's where I made the decision. What if we all just picked up our phones, opened to the photo section, picked a photo and went with it and told that story? And that was really where this revolutionary process started because I was sick of spending hours trying to find a photo to go with some content that I had written. And so then, um, you know, there's a couple of things that we're trying new, I guess, around story marketing here in this brand. And I was just telling Shannon, we released a three-part series, kind of similar to how the Humans of New York does, um, about boundaries on my personal social media. And, you know, literally it is 
kind of picking the photos to go with the story so it's eye-catching and people were texting me I didn't realize you were in New York City today it's like I'm not in New York City today why do you think I'm in New York City and I went like oh that's right one of the photos that we randomly picked and pulled and then tied together with this story um was from when I was in New York City last visit or in New Jersey visiting Shannon New York skyline was behind me and we also have a three-part commentary going out in email sequence um, about Shannon working at McDonald's and what she really learned about brilliantly boring businesses and that's brought in about 10k just in the last couple of days and the other idea that we're kind of spinning on right now and it's new. So if we end up not doing it, I'm very, very sorry, but I really, really hope we can figure out how to execute this sucker. We're going to call it the shit show form for CEO coaches. I really want to do that. Like, so do I. I don't know exactly what it's going to entail quite yet, but we're going to let this sucker brew a little bit like a great pot of coffee. And, or a great um, pile of shit. No, <laughs> so, but where this came about is I led team retreat yesterday, right? We all got together, <clears throat> the six of us, and we were coming up with story-based, really community-based initiatives right. for our community. And someone in our community has suggest suggested like, gosh, Shannon and Amy, you guys do such a brilliant job with keeping it real, telling about the shit shows. It's why we keep coming to this brand. You're vulnerable. You cry if you need to cry. You laugh when you need to laugh. But like, what if we did a shit show? <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is a shit show? And they're like, you know, where CEO coaches come together and they talk about all the shit that's going down behind the scenes because it's not all rainbows, y'all. Right. It's not. It is not all rainbows and uniforms. And so what might happen if we started the shit show for CEO coaches? Yeah. <laughs> it's an idea we're playing with for that. 2023. It's going to be so fun. So, I mean, as you can see, story is such a powerful, story is powerful. And let's it lets the audience see exactly who you are. It lets them like, love, and trust you, or it repels them because that's also part of your messaging. And it's also why people shy away from it because sometimes it is. It's really hard to be real, but when you truly embrace all of you, you share that with your audience, magic happens. And we hear time and time again about why people come to work with us. And it's always because we're real, we're vulnerable, we share stories, and we're not, we're going straight to the point, right? We're not going to blow smoke up your ass. <laughs> Which I did draw an image of once to go with the story. <laughs> so if our listeners want to get started on story marketing, Shannon, like, what tips do you have just for someone to get started? Yeah, thanks. So the very first thing I'd say is you've got to find topics that make your stomach bubble. A little. Ooh. All right. Like kind of when you have that, ooh, is that diarrhea feeling? <laughs> you know, you've landed on a good topic when you're like, uh, I don't know if I can talk about that. All right. Now I do want to say um, in all honesty, all right, <clears throat> there's a difference between sharing a shit show when you're in the middle of it and have nothing enlightening and positive to, to share with your community 
right. versus sharing it when you have you're enough out of the center of the shit show that you can actually um share about a lesson or an experience. So that's really like the part that we want to keep it super real and valuable for our community. Yeah. Um, so it's finding those topics that make your stomach a little bubbly. Um, I know last, <laughs> last year I came out, I don't know, I think in January or December. And I was like, uh, we broke our fucking lead gen. Mm-hmm. Like we broke that shit. How does a world renowned business and marketing growth strategist break her legion. But let me tell you the story. You <laughs> signed a lot of clients from being real about that, right? But I had to wait till I was enough on the other side to understand why I broke my legion and how we had fixed it and how I vowed to never do it again, which we have not, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of sticky note reminders written all over the place so that we don't make that misstep again, but also... Without that misstep, Shannon, I don't think we'd be so super clear on what works so well for this brand. So, yeah. And listen, y'all, that was really, um, it was real. It, yeah. it was a hard time for the brand. Um, yeah. And I wasn't sure, I was actually very nervous about sharing it because I thought, why would people hire somebody who just says they broke their legion when what they want from us is legion Mm -hmm. (laughs) actually works. But you know what? They saw the human side of it. They saw that it wasn't always those unicorns and rainbows all the time. And they realized that we're real and we dug back in and we fixed that shit and that we would help you do that in your business too. Right. So that's just one of the topics. Um, You can want to find topics that are real Um, and that you can go deep. So that's kind of like the next thing I want to talk about is we will never tell you to think small until it's time to create your content, right? Mm -hmm. And so we want you to go really small, or sometimes we say go really deep. The best content is content that zooms in on a singular event or a singular emotion, and you take your audience on that emotional uh, journey. You take your community on that journey. Um, and so it often means <clears throat> these are called in the world of, of literature vignettes. Um, so just for an example, this is a, a popular one I used to teach when I taught school. Um, there's a there's a very popular vignette, and I can't remember what it is right now, but the, the little um, Latin girl crawls onto her mother's lap for a hug. And you think the story might be about that moment that they shared, but where the author zoomed in was the smell of the mother's hair. Hmm. And entire two pages about the smell of the hair, what it brought back, the memories, why she loves climbing in her mother's lap for the smell of the hair. So that's really what we mean by going small and going deep is zooming in on that pivotal thing that people are like, wow, I never thought, I wonder what my mom's hair smells like, right? Mm. Like, I wonder what other memories in in my mom's house would bring back this love for my mother. So that's really my second tip. The third tip I'd say is also just like Amy said, pick up your phone, open the photos and ask yourself, pick one and ask yourself what story, if you zoomed in and got super small, does this photo capture? It's a moment in time when you snapped that. And there's a reason that that phone is sitting, that photo is sitting in your phone. Mm -hmm. There is a story there. 
worth millions and millions of dollars if you do it right. Yeah. Okay. So um, these are like the tips. And then just a little like warning, if we will, that uh, the hardest part, even for me and especially for our clients um, of the story marketing is the transition from the story to your offer. Because right. there's a difference between me sending a three-part email campaign about brilliantly boring business and McDonald's and not asking for the sale, mm. right? Versus what we actually did, which was send it, spend time on this transition from the story to the call to action and have $10,000 in sales come in over a couple of days, right? It's the hardest part. And if you don't get that transition right, it just feels really off-putting and that you had an agenda and it doesn't flow and it's not seamless and people can kind of see the the smoke behind the curtain, Mm. if you will. So that would be like my warning is that you really work on that transitional piece so that your story lands, your community connects and you make sales because that's what we're about here. Most definitely. And I know that like when we do this work with our clients in the content personality club, that is always the hardest part. And some people are like, oh, I got to make my story smaller or, oh, the story like doesn't get to the point quick enough. And I'm like, all right, sure. And again, I think that's something that almost anybody can do, but really where we come in as experts and strategists is really helping with that transition. So it isn't sleazy. It isn't slimy. It doesn't feel like there's an agenda and people are invested in this story. That's the thing is they're really hooked by what you're saying and what you're talking about and they're ready to engage. So I think some great tips, Shannon, as always, storytelling, marketing, ah, it's where the magic lands. <laughs> totally. Ah, I love it. So love it. Well, and this wraps up season two of the Grow Your Business for Good show. And it's been so much fun to spend time with you all this season and help you understand your messaging just at a deeper level. And for season three, ooh, I'm so excited about this. We're going to introduce you to many of our clients and they're going to share their stories of transformation of their business for good. And it's through the lens of joy which I think is really, really important because we hear so many business stories and transformation stories, but we're going to look at this through the lens of joy. And you're going to get a firsthand look at their brilliance as a coach or consultant and an inside scoop of how we help our clients expand their business with more joy, more money, and more time off. So we'll see you next season. Okay. Bye-bye. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Grow Your Business for Good podcast with your hosts, M. Shannon Hernandez and Amy Hager. Head over to www.joyfulbusinessrevolution.com slash quiz to take the content personality quiz and join our community. And remember our mantra, if it ain't joyful, we ain't doing that shit. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and spread the good news with other coaches and consultants.